With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin Davav, page 6. So, we just said in the Gemara, that Ravashi said that even if you just hear the pen scraping upon the parchment, and you know that he did that Lishma, that's enough. You don't need to hear, a fir- you don't need to see the first line being written, you don't need to see anything, it's enough to just hear it. Tanya Kavasi the Ravashi, we bring a Brisa, which is a proof to Ravashi. Hamevi get me Sayam, if someone brings a get, from outside of Israel, even if when he was finding out if it was Lashma, if it was done for the right people. So he was in the house, meaning the lower area, and the person who was writing it was in the attic. He was in the attic, and the sofa, the scribe, was downstairs. Even if he went in and out all day long, kosher, it's fine. So the Gemara says, what's the case of where he's inside of the house and the, the scribe is upstairs? So, he didn't see it. It must be, what's the case, where he heard the pen scraping upon the, the, the parchment. So that's that's a proof, like Ravashi, that all you have to do is you have to hear it, you have to know that it was done the Shema, and that's enough. Even if you didn't actually see it being written. Amar Mar. We said in the Mishnah, in this Brisa, Even if he was going in and out into the room all day long, it's kosher. Man, who is it going on? Who's going in and out? If it's talking about the messenger. So so in the case where he was downstairs and scribe was upstairs, he didn't see it. We said it's okay. So if he's going in and out of the room where the scribe is writing, is that a chiddish? Is that a novelty? Of course it's, of course it's fine. So the Gemara says, what is it? Who is it going in and out? It's going on the sofa. The Gemara says, of course, if the scribe is going in and out, is that some kind of reason that we should say that there's a, there's a problem with it? The Gemara says, no. We need it for the following. That the scribe went out to the shuk, to the to the market, and he came back. Maybe he met someone in the shuk at the market who has the same name as this guy and the same, the same wife's name. And he said to him to make a get for him. So we might think that therefore it would be a problem, Kamash Malan. So that's what comes to teach us that no, there's no there's no such problem. Itmar. We learned as follows in a memra. Bavel. What's the halachic status of Babylonia? Rav Amar Karat Israel Gitin. Rav said it has a halachic status like Israel in regards to Gitin. Shmuel Amar Kachutzlarts. And Shmuel says no, it's it's like every other place outside of Israel. Let us say that this is what they're arguing about. That one holds that the reason that you have to that that the issue the issue of it has to do with lishma and in Babylonia so they've learned the halachas they know that it has to be lishma so that's why Rav would say that you do not have to say and Shmuel who says that it's like chutzlarts like every other place he holds the issue is that when you're going from one place to another in Babylonia it's just like any other place and the issue has to do with Verifying the witnesses. So here too, you have to verify the witnesses. And when you're going, this case is as explained by Tysus, I believe. The case is talking about where you went from one Medina, one section of the country to another section of the country. So it's not common for people to travel from here to there. So the Gemara says, wait, but Tisbara, that's not a good explanation of this Machlokes. Because Rabbah holds like Rava. 
right? So therefore, everyone agrees that you have to verify the witnesses. So that if if everyone agrees that you have to verify the witnesses, then everyone should agree that you have to say So it must be that that's not the explanation. Everyone agrees, but you know that of course you have to verify the witnesses. Rav Savar Ravels that since there are yeshivas, there are places of learning, Meshka Shrichi, it's common for people to travel, and therefore people will indeed know the signatures. Ushmuel Savar, Shmuel holds Mesifta Bigger Side Treaty. Shmuel holds true, there are yeshivas, and people are going back and forth. However, the people who are in the yeshivas, they're involved in their sugyas, they're involved in learning the Torah, and they are not going to be able to recognize people's signatures. That's why Shmuel says that indeed you have to verify by saying, Itmar Nami. We also have a similar statement. Amar Rabbi Abba, Amar Rav Huna. Rabbi Abba said, said in the name of Rav Huna. We have made ourselves in Babylonia just like Israel in regards to the Gitin. Meaning you do not have to say when, when did this begin? It began when Rav came to Babylonia. And that's not to say that before then there weren't significant yeshivas. Then there were. There were significant yeshivas there since the time of the, the uh, first exile after the first temple was destroyed. So, so what is it saying? It's saying that when Rav came, according to Tosus, explains this, that when Rav came, so he told us, he taught us, that indeed every single, every single place where you are in Babylonia, so since people are traveling from place to place, so people will indeed recognize the signatures. And that's the way it was before as well. Masi Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi Yirmiya asks the following kasha. Rabbi Yehuda says that from Rechem to the east is considered outside of Israel. From Ashkelon to the south is outside. And from Akko to the north, and Akko is like the north. So the Gemara asks like this, according to Rabbi Yirmiya, Babylonia, we just said, you do not have to say and it's to the north of Eretz Yisrael. It, it is established, that's where it is. And Hashem said to me, Jeremiah speaking, and he said, from the north will come out the evil. Begin the evil will begin from the north. Utnan, Rabbi Meir, Amir Ako So Rabbi Meir says that Ako is like Yisrael, like Israel in regards to the Gitin. Rabbi Meir, like Amar. Even Rabbi Meir is only saying that That he's only saying it in regards to Ako, the Mekarva, that it's close. Babylonia, which is very far away. So how can you tell me? That when you're in Babylonia, you do not need to say Bafani Nechtav. It's clearly implied in the Mishnah that you would have to say it. it's not included in Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't have a law like Eretz Yisrael. So Gemara answers, Who Moisev Lav, Who So he asked the question, he answered the question. Lebar mi Bavel. That our Mishnah is speaking not about Babylonia. It's saying Israel. It's talking about Israel. And and generally speaking, for when it comes to Chutz it's outside of Israel. So it doesn't have the laws of Israel. But Bavel is not included in the Mishnah. That's what Rabbi Yirmiya answers to his own question. So now the Gemara asks, Ad hi bavel. Until how far is Babylonia? What are the borders of Babylonia? Amar Papa, Papa says, If you look in the Gemara in Kedushin, so it has a whole discussion exactly in regards to Yuchs, in regards to the genealogy of a person, whether he's considered a kosher Jew, etc. So it, it's, it's dependent upon where he lives, and if he lives in Babylonia, so, so he has a greater Yuchus, he has a greater genealogy. So the, the, those borders of Babylonia are described in Kedushin. So Rapapa says, just like the the borders are in regards to genealogy, it would be the same thing in regards to Gitin. Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, no, machlokis liyuchsin. That machlokis is by yuchsin. That argument is only by genealogy. of Gitin, when in regards to Gitin, everyone agrees, that the border of Babel is by this, there's a second patch of Arava trees, these willow trees that are right next to some kind of bridge. So that's the end of Babel. Rav Chizda matzrich me'aktisvon le'be'archir. So Rav Chizda said that if when you come from Aktisfon, this is some city, 
and you go to Be'archir, which is not so close, so you have to say Be'fane Nechtav or Be'fane Nechtam. With Be'archir, Laktisvon, Le'matzir, however, if you were going from Be'archir to Laktisvon, which is the opposite, so he did not require. Le'ma Karsavar, maybe he holds Le'fisha'im Be'kein Le'shma. Maybe it's because the issue has to do with whether or not a person knows about Lishma. And so when you bring it from Aktisvon to Be'archir, you have to say it, because they don't know about Lishma and Aktisvon. But the other way around, when you go from Be'archir to Aktisvon, so Be'archir does know about Lishma. So Gemara says, wait, V'tizbara, is that a good explanation? Rabbah is like the Rava. Everyone agrees that you have to worry about the issue of of uh, verifying the witnesses. Ela de kule alma ba'inan l'kaimo. So, so in other words, it can't be that the reason is because of Lashma, because everyone agrees, even according to the ones who say Lashma, you still have to deal with the fact that you have to verify the witnesses. So if they're far away, then they're far away. If they're not, they're not. Everyone agrees that you need to have you need to verify the witnesses. However, in this case, everyone goes to Aktisvon because that's where the market is. So so in regards to the the verifying the witnesses, so anyone who's in Aktisfon, so since everyone's coming from Be'archir to Aktisfon constantly, everyone's coming there to, to be at the market, so everyone in Aktisfon knows the signatures of everyone else. So therefore, if you bring a get, if you bring some kind of a divorce document from Be'archir to Aktisfon, so first of all, people will know the signatures of the people there. And second of all, even if they don't, so there are constantly people from Be'archir who can verify those, witness, ver- verify those witnesses because they're coming there, and they're, they're from Be'archir. But since no one goes from Aktisvon to Be'archir, so in Be'archir nobody knows what the signatures of the Aktisvon people look like. So the Gemara says, my time, what's the reason? What do you mean? They're always there. What's going on? They're always, Be'archir people are always in Aktisvon. And so the Gemara answers, It's because they're totally involved in the market, meaning that when they come there, they're involved in selling their wares. They're not involved in noticing people's signatures. So therefore the Be'archir people, they do not know the signatures. So therefore when someone comes from Aktisvon, he has to verify those signatures. But when someone comes from Be'archir to Aktisvon, it's not necessary. Rabbi Baravua matzrech me arsal arsa. Rabbi Baravua required that you have to say b'fanenachta b'fanenachta, even if you're going from one side of the street to the other side of the street. Rav Sheshes matzrech me shchuna l'shchuna. Rav Sheshes said, even if you're on the same side of the street and you go from one group of three houses to another group of three houses, you have to say b'fanenachta. Rav matzrech ba'isa shchuna. And Rav says, even in the same exact group of houses, from one house to another, next door neighbors, you have to verify those witnesses. Moore says, wait, what is Rav's whole reason why he says you have to say B'fani Nechtav? The whole issue has to do with the fact that you don't, that you don't have witnesses to, to verify. What's going on here? If you have to go from one house to the other, of course there are witnesses to verify. People don't know other people's signatures. My answer is Shani ben Emechuz Where were these three people talking? Rabbi Baravua and Rav Sheshis and Rava. They were all talking about the place called Mechuza. And in Mechuza, so people are very active. They're going around. They're, they're not home so much. So since they're moving around so much, so therefore they don't recognize other people's signatures in that place. And they were all talking specifically about that place. And that's why, even if you're going to a closed place, you still have to say Befanei Nechtav. Rav Chanan Mishtoi. Rav Chanan told the following story. Rav Kahana Aisigita. Rav Kahana, he brought a get from one place to another. I don't know if he was bringing it from Sura to Nahardea or from Nahardea to Sura. No matter what, also the Kamei Rav, he came in front of Rav, either at the beginning of his journey or at the end of his journey, because Rav was in Sura. Do I have to say B'fanei Nechtav or not? So Rav told him, you do not have to say it, right? It's Rav L'Shitah, so Rav held that, that Bavel is like Eretz Yisrael, like Israel. We turn the page to Vavam and Beis 6b. Vi desahanas, but if you do it, so it helps. Ma'i have desahanas, what does it mean if you do it, it helps? 
That if the Baal, the husband, comes to complain, so we don't listen to him. We learned in a brisa. There was a person who brought his get in front of Rabbi Shmuel. Do I have to say it or not? He said, "Where were you from, my son?" He said to him, "My Rabbi, I'm from this place called Kfar Sisoy." You should say it. You know why? So that you shouldn't have to need any kind of aid him later on. This way, it's a faraway place. It's better. You don't. You're not mechuyiv to say it because it's in, it's very close to Israel. But it's better to say it. You'll be you'll be better off. After this guy left. Came in front of it's something that's included. It's surrounded on three sides by the border of Israel. It's closer to Tzipori than Akko is. We learned on a mission, and this is the Gemara talking. So Rabbi Meir says that Akko is like Israel in regards to Gitin. And even the rabbis only argue about are you on in regards to Akko de Merchaka because it's distant of Akfar Sisoy de Makarvaloi Akfar Sisoy which is close it shouldn't, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be a problem of course you shouldn't have to say Bifana Nechtav Amar Loi so Rabbi Shmuel answered Rabbi Loi Shtoik Vini Shtoik my son please be quiet Hoyal Vyatza Adar Rabbi Heter Yatza since it already came out and we had permitted it it's fine so the Gemara says Ha Ihu Nami Shloiti Zakik Le'edim Ka Amar Lei. What do you mean? Why is Rabbi Lei asking this question? Bechlal? Why is he asking in the first place? Didn't he know that he said that I'm sending him out to Sebef Hanenachtav in order that he shouldn't have to bring any kind of witnesses later on? So the Gemara answers Le Si Muha Kame. So that when Rabbi Lei heard the story, he wasn't actually in the room and it didn't complete the story for him. They didn't finish off telling him what his reasoning was. Shalach Le Rabbi Yasser Le Rav. We begin a new concept. Rabbi Yasser sends out to Rav. To Rav Chizda, I'm sorry, Rav Chizda. Gitan Abba Misham Lakan, a divorce document that comes from there to here, meaning from Babylonia to Israel. Ain't Sarchlemer Bafane Nechta Bafane Nechtan. So you don't have to bring it. You don't have to say Bafane Nechta even if it's coming from Babylonia to Israel. Let's say that the reasoning of Rabbi Yasser is because he holds Yemikin Gemiri. And these people in Babylonia, they've learned. They know the halachas. The Mara says, wait, Vitizbar, what do you mean? What kind of explanation is that? Rabbi, even the one who holds the issue is Lishma. He also holds like Rabbi who says that you need to verify the witnesses. So you have to explain that. Everyone agrees that it has to, you have to verify the witnesses. Since many people are coming back and forth to Israel from Babylonia, so it's common to be able to find somebody who recognizes these witnesses. And the Pasha says, since there are, there, are, um, there are yeshivas in both places, therefore people are going back and forth. So Rav Yosef says as follows, Who says we can depend on the statement of Rabbi Yasser? Who says that he's a dependable person? And I'll show you, in fact, he's not such a dependable person. He sent the following thing to Rav Yehuda. The people who go from there to here, meaning from Babylonia to Israel, so they fulfilled the verse, so they've done something which is inappropriate, meaning the people who are going to learn and they're spending all their time, they're not with their family, so their their children, they're not going to have any children and their children are going to end up going off of the path. So what's going on? So what did he do? Because of Lebele Sirtuit. So he said, so, so, so Rav Yosef says, listen, he wrote that whole thing without giving any kind of lines. Halacha is, we're about to say, we're about to see. You can write two words of a verse without Sirtuit. Sirtuit is writing, etching this line into the parchment. But three words you can't. You can't write into a parchment without, without Sirtuit, without having these lines. 
So, so you're telling me that Rabbi Rav, Yasser is a person that we can depend on? He's not a person we can depend on. He didn't even know this, this halacha of Rabbi Yitzchak. In the Bryce that we learned, Shalish Kaisun, Arbain Kaisun. That if you have three words, that you can write without sirta, without any kind of etching into the parchment. But four words you can't. Either way, he didn't do it at all. And this verse has more than four words. So by responding to Rav Yosef, what, if you don't know that statement of Rav Yitzchak, you can't be a great person? Okay, if it's something that's dependent upon trying to figure something out, an explanation, something that comes from logic, so, and he didn't know that, so then I would understand why he would say that he's not a great person. This is a, just a statement, this is something that has to be learned. He didn't, he didn't learn this thing, he didn't have this thing as a Masorah from his Rebbe, so it doesn't make him into a bad person just because he didn't know this. In fact, Rabbi Yasser is a great and incredible person, and Hashem himself gave, gave Rabbi Yasser a haskama, as the verse says, There's a whole story there, where this man, he has a pilegesh, a concubine, and something happened that made him upset, and he sent her away, or she ran away, and it ended up, one thing led to another, and this whole thing happened, and many, many people died because of this whole story. So now, so the Gemara says like this, Rabbi Yasser Amar Zvuv Matzala. Rabbi Yasser says, what was the original thing that happened? He found a fly in the soup. That's why he got upset. Rabbi Yonason Amar Nima Matzala. Rabbi Yonason says, no, he found a hair. That's why he got upset. One time, Rabbi Yasser met Eliyahu Anavi, Elijah the prophet, Amar Leh. He said to him, what is Hashem doing right now? Amar Leh, So he said, Eliyahu responded and said that Hashem is learning the sugya, the concept of this pilegash begiva, this concubine from giva. So he says to him, what is Hashem saying? Amar Leh, so Eliyahu responds, Rabbi Yasser, benikachu, Amar so Hashem was saying like this, my son, Rabbi Yasser, he says like this. My son, Yonason, he says like this. So Amar Le Chas V'Shalom, Kamishmaya. What do you mean? We are arguing. One, I was saying that uh, there was a fly. That he was saying that there's a that there's a hair. So Chas V'Shalom, does Hashem have some kind of doubt as to what exactly happened? Amar Le. So Leo said, No, Elu Elu That both of you have said correct. In fact, Hashem inspired you to say the correct thing. So, so don't worry. Everything is okay. Hashem does not have no doubts. So now the Gemara continues. So basically, what we see from this is that Hashem Himself gave special inspiration to Rabbi Yasser. Hashem Himself quoted Rabbi Yasser, so to speak. Exactly what that means, we have to understand. But you see, Rabbi Yasser was definitely someone that we can depend upon. So how does it work out that that it wasn't that there was a doubt, but it was both were true? The answer is that originally this guy found some kind of fly in a soup, and then he found a hair. So originally he wasn't so mockbit about the fly, but then when he had found the hair too, so he was very he was very upset. Amar of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says as follows: Zvuv bekaara v'nima ba'isoy That where did he find that fly? He found it in the soup, and where did he find the hair? In her private area where he had relations with her. Zvuv ma'isusa. So the fly was just something disgusting. V'nima sakanta, but that hair was sticking out in such a way that it was dangerous to him. She hadn't cut it properly, and therefore it was something that would could hurt him. And cause him to lose his ability to have children. That's why he got upset. Ikadahamri, there are those who say, Both of the things happened, both the fly and the hair were inside of some kind of soup or whatever on his plate. Zvuv Ansa. So the fly, that was a mistake. That was something that she, was unavoidable. She didn't even know that it was there. But the hair, the hair in the soup, that was something that was, that was avoidable and therefore that's why he got upset. Amr Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda says, What do we learn from all of this? You should never ever place a tremendous amount of fear upon your household. 
Sorry, Pilegish Begiva. The whole story with Pilegish Begiva began because of why Hitil Allah Baila Amy Yasser, because her husband put upon her a very great fear. He Pila Kamar Misrael. Many Jews unfortunately passed away because of this. Amri Behuda Maravi, Behuda said in the name of Rab Kal Matla Amy Yasser, whoever places a great fear inside of his house, Saifu Bali De Shalisha Veris is going to end up causing three different sins. Gile Arayas. So the wife is going to be scared of him. She's going to be scared to make him upset. So she's going to do something that's going to cause her to, perhaps she's still in Nida and she's going to say it's going to be very cold and she can't go out to go in the mikvah. And she's going to say that she went in the mikvah because she's scared of her husband. So he's going to end up, that he's going to have relations with someone who's not permitted to him. causes death like we saw in the previous story. Her husband, she's going to be so scared she's going to light the candles after, after dark. She's going to do something. She's going to cook on Shabbos so that her husband doesn't get angry. So a person has to be very careful not to be angry at his wife, not to not to make any kind of anger. The home should be a place of serenity and kindness. Never criticize your wife, it's a good idea. Amar Rabbi Brachana. Rabbi Brachana says as follows. And this is what the rabbi says. The three things that you're supposed to say right before Shabbos comes. Have you checked? Have you taken off Meiser? Have you taken care of the Eruv? Have you... Please go and, and light the candles. We come onto the top of Zainamun Aleph, page 7a. So you should say it quietly, in order that they accept it from you. Meaning, if you say it in a nice way, so people are going to listen. But if you get upset and angry, so people are just going to be upset and angry. Amr Ashi. Ravashi said as follows. I did not hear the statement of Rabbi Babrachana. Nevertheless, but I figured out to do it on my own. Meaning, this is something that makes sense to do. You should say things very quietly, softly, speak to our wives in a way which is appropriate.